0: Welcome once again to your moment with the voice of God. If you are just joining us for your first time, we want to welcome you to our church for all nations. There are people all around the globe that have searched for and sought out the voice of God. And they have found that location here, a place where the voice of God is speaking and is accurate. And right now is your moment with that voice of God last week we were going into the book of revelation chapter 2 studying verses 3 through 5 and in that time we were connecting once again to how god was calling the bride to a deeper walk with him to not walk away from him that it wasn't just about abandoning the love but it was about leaving the first love it wasn't about walking away from a feeling but it was about walking away from the person of jesus christ this past wednesday we had a time of gloriously celebrating the goodness of the lord over the past few months and we heard tremendous testimonies of miracle healings people that in a span of 24 hours got up out of a hospital bed and walked out of the hospital we heard testimonies of people who received houses and people who had cancellation of debt, thousands of dollars. Our God is such a good God, and He is blessing His children even today. Today is a very special day. And once again, we are in studio with our man of God and our prophet, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. Would you please help me welcome. Man of God, thank you once again. For the great privilege that we have to be with you in the studio. And I was thinking back at that word that you preached last Sunday. It was a very challenging and provoking word. For us to look into the eyes and behold Jesus once again. To go back to our first love. To not look at his hand. But to look at him in his eyes and to behold him. To go back to that passion. Thank you for that word. So last week, we covered Revelations chapter two, verses three, four, and five is what we read. And I know that we managed to get through verses three and four. And we didn't tap into verse five yet. So we're hungry, and we're anticipating getting into
1: verse five today. Amen, amen, amen. We thank God. We thank God for His grace we thank God for this beautiful day that the Lord has made and the Bible says we will rejoice and be glad in it it is good what the Lord is doing uh, last Sunday's word is something that we will all let me just say that I will have to wrestle for the rest of my existence on this planet Earth. It was one such kind of a word that no more will be able to stand before the King of Glory and tell the Lord that we did not know. We have no more excuse to tell the Lord we did not know what it was to not have the first love. So it is, to me, a scary place to go where the Lord gives us information into our spirits more than many people around us and more than what has been in our spirits until then and that it is a prayer that we will not just hear it once and forget it and we are already ready to hear another sermon. It is a prayer that we would meditate on it, we would re-listen to it. probe into our spirits allow the light of God to shine any areas that do not have that opening to the Lord and because this word is from the Lord I believe that the Lord will give us grace to Live it. Amen. There is a powerful story of Abraham and one time Abimelech stole his wife and he did not know that it was Abraham's wife. Abraham had lied to him that she was his sister. And that Abimelech was not able to consummate that marriage. God appeared to him and warned him of what would happen. Because there was another guy who had previously pulled a similar stunt. Mm. It was the king of Egypt. And it didn't go well with that king. So God was warning him. And there is a a word that God says. Because of the integrity of your heart, I am stopping you from this. Because God knew that he did not know. So when we are sincerely pursuing the Lord, there is a grace that God will give us to accomplish His heart, accomplish His purpose.
0: Mm.
1: We are far from being perfect, but because we are sincere in our pursuit of the Lord, The Lord is very generous to give us that grace that is needed. Oh, to fulfill and to live up to His purposes. Mm -hmm. That grace is all over this video. I want to welcome our online church from different parts of the world. May the grace of the Lord locate you through this voice. May the grace of the Lord fill your house from this very moment. May the grace of the Lord strengthen your drooping hands. Let the grace of the Lord strengthen your shaking knees. He that calls you is faithful and the Lord is pleased with you this day and as we journey one more time into his word let his spirit lead us to places that we have not fathomed into understandings that we have never been privileged for his nearness is our greatness so yes, yes, I know verse 5 is, is calling us, Yes, but the thing about the holy scriptures is that we can go for months, if not years, even with one verse. Mm-hmm. just after last Sunday even I as the preacher I have to also meditate on what God is speaking
0: mm.
1: so I realized there's so much more so much more in that West so although we will not be able to exhaust all of it I want to at least touch a little more. (laughs) If it will not bore you, then we are still in the same verse. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, we want to just, by the grace of the Lord, I want to, one more time, read that verse. Yes. And see, where the Lord can take us with it. There is a vertical dimension. Mm -hmm. And there is also a horizontal dimension. We will probe that today. See, if you don't mind, we go back to that same verse in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, and uh, verse 4.
0: Revelation, chapter 2, verse 4. But I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first.
1: And the King James Version says, Nevertheless, I had somewhat against thee. We enjoyed that word. Yes. Because thou hast left thy first love. And we talked about how the first love is more than just a feeling Mm. and how the first love can be an individual and how within the marriage an individual can go from that first love husband and he's still married to that husband but he's no more the first love husband Mm. he's now just becomes the husband probably that was my favorite part I love the Lord. He has been so good to me. Yes. <laughs> I am in love with the Lord. I, I believe that, that along with my dear wife, I don't know what would have been of me yeah. if it is not for this love of the Lord. That being said, September 18th, uh, Mama's birthday is coming up. Yes. Thank God for that grace. Such a blessing. All right, before I get... (laughs) What I want the people of God to see today is there is so much wrapped in a scripture when God speaks. He does not speak like the way humans speak. The way God speaks is that He speaks in dimensions. I remember when I was in, I think, eighth or ninth grade is when they taught us about planet, planetary systems. Yes. And vividly remember, they were about nine planets. I may not remember it in order, but Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, I think Pluto was later, they found out that it's not a planet. Yes. Well, it was nine, I remember nine, because I remember the gifts of the Spirit, and I remember <laughs> everything in my science class, I would connect to the things of God. So, and then, when I went to the next grade, I remember that it was huge news because they found another planet. Within a month, they said, no, 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 we found two more planets. And uh, it was, soon it was a dozen more. And now they say there are countless more. And then they have found that there are not just planets, there are galaxies. Yeah multiples. So they are like sitting in shock these scientists in awe for God that is a multi-dimensional God. Hmm. That's our God people of God. Oh. That's the God that we serve. So how can you read His scripture this multi-dimensional God and not know that the same God has dimensions hidden in a verse. Mm-hmm. I know that if we go in this detail, we may never finish this anytime soon. It may take us a year. Uh, the Lord knows what he's doing and I'm only his servant. Mm-hmm. Let the Lord have his way. Mm-hmm. And we will trust him to lead us. So I want to thank you for being part of this journey. You represent the people, you are, you are speaking on their behalf. Thank you, So if you have any questions, please feel free to interrupt me and I will not be interrupted. And uh, it will be a joy, I guess. So, I want you to notice the way the Lord approaches that. Last line. One more time and I've got to read it for me. Verse
0: 4.
1: But I have this against you. I. Now, who is this I? This is the Lord's being. The Lord. And the Lord, I said, the status of this Lord in the scrolls is that he is the groom. Yes. Okay and we are his bride. So this groom is talking to his bride. Okay, go on.
0: I have this against you, Mm. that you have abandoned the love
1: you had at first. Okay, so he's talking about that first love, Mm. and he's talking about how they have deserted him. Mm. We have to study that and and look at it wholesome, The way we can study the scripture Mm -hmm. is we study detail and we need to step back and study it in its completeness, in its Mm -hmm. entirety. That is the only way that we will be able to get a full understanding. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at the Lord saying, He's standing as a groom and that is why Paul says this is the mystery Ephesians chapter 5 verse 32 He talks about the mystery of the church and the marriage
0: I have it here prophet in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 32
1: You can maybe start from verse 31
0: thank you verse 31 Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one
1: flesh. Okay, so now he is talking about becoming one flesh. Mm. Okay. And then the next verse please.
0: This mystery is profound. Hmm. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church.
1: Wait a minute. <laughs> wow. Now, if I tell you that Wednesdays and Sundays are parallels, really, really good. For those who have been following Wednesdays, you know what God has been speaking. This God is a multidimensional God. Mm. Believe me, we serve a multidimensional God. So you're looking at the great mystery. Okay, but I speak concerning Christ and the Church. So he's mm. talking about the marriage and how the husband and wife should be and then he's saying this is connected this is connected your marriage and your spirituality is connected because church if that is the the kingdom uh, platform the kingdom ministry the marriage is the personal platform saying you cannot not understand one and then understand the other and he's saying there is a mystery. So maybe we'll understand a little of that mystery this morning.
0: Okay. We're excited to hear this.
1: <laughs> so, in order for us to understand that mystery, we need to understand how God sees marriage. If you're single, don't be bored because I'm going somewhere. You Let us go to Malachi, the book of Malachi, chapter 2. And verse 15 please Malachi 2 verse 15 this is God now talking about marriage mm-hmm. and he tells us how he um, the marriage should be mm-hmm. how the union should be mm-hmm. okay please
0: in Malachi 2 verse 15 mm-hmm. did he not make them one
1: okay so he's saying that marriage is God taking two people Let's make it clear is taking a man and a woman Mm -hmm. and making them one. One. Okay? And then he's saying, How did he do that?
0: Did he not make them
1: one with a portion of the Spirit? Okay. So he takes a portion of his Spirit. Yes. And he puts it among them both. And it is that Spirit of God that portion of that that residue is what combines them both and makes them one. Hmm. Where have we seen that? We've seen that in the garden. The Lord, the great creator, he comes, picks up Adam, and then he picks up Eve. And then he brings them into that garden. And with his spirit, he makes them one flesh. Wow. Okay? Two people, he takes them, one from inside the other, and then brings them together mm-hmm. and makes them one again. Oh, that's multi dimensional again. Can you just imagine that? He takes one from the other, mm-hmm. makes them two individuals and then brings them to oneness again Hey, I don't want to touch that for today it's it's something to probe then you see the Lord saying that this is how I function the way I function is with my spirit making them one." one and then he connects that mystery to church to the body of Christ to his bride so we have, to, we have to understand the way we need to study the scriptures, we need to connect the dots. Understanding is connecting the dots. Yes. Okay. So then you're looking at the way a marriage happens. You do not become one because you consummate your marriage. Mm-hmm. Then the scripture is saying you become one because the spirit makes you one. Yes. Exactly so far. I'm going yeah. slow. So we are all on the same page. So now the mystery. He's saying this is that and that is this. So what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Jesus stands over his disciples and he says it is your advantage that I leave. Oh, oh. Oh, wow. And the only way Mm. that this becomes your advantage (laughs) is because when I leave there is a spirit of God that will be sent to you and that spirit of God will come to you and he will help you the helper
0: Man of God, I found it here in John chapter 16, verse 7. Yes, please. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Mm. It is to your advantage. Your
1: advantage. Mm. In other words, the Lord Jesus is saying that if I stay here, it is your disadvantage. Oh, come on. But me leaving is going to bring an advantage. So we need to we need to understand how is it that an advantage? It doesn't make any sense. Yes, we need to know. So, the only way it becomes an advantage is the next line he says, okay, so when I leave, something will happen.
0: And it's to your advantage that I go away. Mm-hmm. For if I do not go away, mm-hmm.
1: the helper will not come to you. Okay, so the Lord is saying that the, when I leave, the helper comes to you. Mm-hmm. The helper. The helper. helper yeah. The one who helps us. Now back to Malachi, chapter two, verse fifteen. Yes. By a portion of the spirit they were made one. By the residue of the spirit they were made one. Mm. So if they made one by the spirit, Jesus is saying it is your advantage that I leave, because in my leaving, the spirit that makes us one is coming to us. Now, please allow me to tie everything around. The blueprint Yes. And I said, three and a half years, they were with Jesus. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, it is the word that I was teaching about two weeks ago on a Wednesday night. It's still available. And I said that three and a half years, mm. they had no clue of what Jesus was. Yes. Three and a half years was the blueprint before the 40 days of the foundation. And the reason why that was the blueprint is because the spirit that the Lord Jesus had promised, the spirit, oh, the residue of his spirit, Mm. the portion, the part of the spirit that comes upon an individual and makes them one Mm. with the Lord, that binds them one with the Lord with cords of grace and might and power that cannot be broken. The helper had to come. So now it is that helper that is going to make them one with the Lord Jesus. So he's saying that the mystery, the mystery, the mystery, the mystery is that in order for that bride and groom to become one, they needed to be the portion of the Spirit. In order for us to become one with our Lord and Saviour Jesus, we needed the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. so far you are all with me, I believe. We are with you. Okay, so then you are looking at from there. If you see how when people at a wedding, Mm -hmm. you hear them say, okay, now the groom comes. Yes. And then you hear them say, "the the bride comes," and they're not yet wed. No. Okay. So when they they still referred to as the groom, because they have been betrothed to each other. Yes. Yet the marriage has not taken place. No. So there is that moment when somebody is bringing that bride, the father of someone, bringing that. Bride to the Groom. Yes. So that is what is happening right now. The Spirit of God is holding the hands of the church. Oh, oh. And bringing us closer. Oh, so that we might grow and be ready for the Lord. Man
0: of God, I've never seen it like that before. This is amazing.
1: So you're looking at the Lord right now as this word comes into your spirit. He is making us closer, preparing us closer, getting us ready closer to see our groom. He's preparing us. He's preparing us. So, when you study that groom, now it's very important for us to say, okay, the spirit, what does he do? He comes us to prepare us for that groom.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So now let me bring context Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 stay with me don't lose me That, that, that line I'm building you into that place you are seeing the Lord saying you have lost or deserted or abandoned your first love and now we have understood the first love is Jesus, the Groom. Now we need to understand who this Groom is. That Groom, Jesus, you see in the book of Ephesians again. Mm. That we are the body of Jesus. Christ is only the head and we are the body. Now this whole thing would only make full uh, sense if we can understand Jesus, the crow. How does Jesus see himself? Hmm. Man of God, if you will go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter four. And read from verse 11 to 13. yes
0: ephesians chapter 4 starting in verse 11. and he gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up of the body of christ until we all attain to the unity Of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ
1: oh this is so beautiful this was so powerful this is now the scripture teaching us how the Lord works Mm. when he was lifted up that's verse 12 you we, we touched that a few Sundays ago about the gifts that the Lord gave. And that verse continues about when the Lord went up, he gave gifts to men. And then he went on to say, among those gifts were these offices. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one more time, if you can read for me, uh, verse 11. Back at verse 11. Mm -hmm. And he gave the apostles, the prophets,
0: the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, to equip the saints Mm -hmm. for the work of ministry, Mm -hmm. for building up the
1: body of Christ. Okay, so now he is telling the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. the way the body of Christ is built is with these five offices. These five offices Mm -hmm. are existing even today in order to build the body of Christ. Now, there are people that teach that those offices don't exist anymore. Yeah. Or some people would just say, pastors and evangelists and teachers are the only offices that left. Mm. It is like saying that, you know, I have five fingers, uh, only three fingers are left, but the, the thumb went, another finger is gone. How will a hand be as effective? without all the five fingers. There are many teachings today that is introduced to the body of Christ to devalue the apostolic ministry mm-hmm. and devalue the prophetic ministry. Yes, mm-hmm. And there are reasons why that has happened because there has been plenty of abuse of those offices. But, Have there not been abuse of the pastoral offices? Have there not been teachers that have been abusive? Mm -hmm. Have there not been been evangelists that have failed? Mm -hmm. And yet, the attack that the enemy has brought is against the apostolic and the prophetic. Yes. There is something that we need to consider there. Why is it that, that there has been failures in the other offices as well, but these two offices are a greater threat to the enemy? You want to fight that which is the most powerful in the building of the body mm. of Christ. Wow. So you, this verse is talking about the body of Christ and he's saying that the body is here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now Christ, is referring to the head and he's saying he's, he's there up in heaven and the body is left on earth. Yes. can you think about it for a second? So then you are, you're trying to think, how does that even work? Okay, that's the mystery. That's the mystery. Mm-hmm. So what is the spirit trying to do? He's trying to bring the body to where the, where the head is. That great marriage supper of the land. That day, that moment. You will see in the book of Genesis when God spoke to Adam, it says, Not good for you to be alone. He took Eve out of his ribs. Okay, what does that mean? That moment is referring to what the New Testament is talking about the mystery. Mm. We, the body, is likely Eve that was taken from the body of Adam so you're looking at we existed in Christ before we existed on earth wow so we were taken from Christ and we are being restored into Christ did you make that clear? <laughs> and the verse goes on to explain how all of those gifts had a purpose. And the purpose was what? Next verse, please.
0: To equip the saints for the work of ministry.
1: Okay, go on.
0: For building up the body of Christ Mm -hmm. until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge
1: of the the Son of God we all attain to the unity of faith in other words he's saying that the level of faith is right now scattered he's saying that this five officers mm-hmm. must remain to continue to build into stature mm-hmm. until everybody comes to that level of faith the same level of faith wow. and that is why the word has to go out that is why and it is not enough that people get saved. Mm -hmm. They all have to come to the unity of the faith. It's not talking about coming to the same denomination. Mm -hmm. It is talking about coming to that same level of spiritual understanding. Mm -hmm. Because spiritually, people are in different classes. So he's saying that they might come to the unity of faith, same level. Okay, go on.
0: And of the knowledge of the Son of God.
1: No oh, knowledge! We have covered the the subject of knowledge extensively a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, go on.
0: To mature manhood, mm-hmm. to the measure of the stature mm-hmm. of
1: the fullness of Christ, coming to that maturity, yes. And the stature of Jesus Christ. Oof. Oh. I love the word. The Lord that is standing among the lampstands. And we are to grow to the stature of Him that is standing among the lampstands. Mm-hmm. We are not called to be that lamp that is hidden. Yes. But to be the lamp that is on the city, upon the hill, mm-hmm. shining bright growing to this stage that's the goal here yeah that's the goal in fact in that chapter in fact you can go to the next verse
0: thank you prophet going into verse 14 Uh so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro Mm. by the waves and carried about by
1: every wind of doctrine. Wind of doctrines. Oh boy! Doctrines the, the is connected to a wind because he's saying that these guys are making doctrines on the go. These every failure they turn into a theology. Mm. Everything that they cannot explain, they say doesn't exist. My but goodness! There are websites that that Christians have today that that explicitly they're saying that oh we don't believe in all these things. Anymore. Yeah. It has ceased. He's saying, Please grow into that level of faith in the things of God so that you may not be blown away by every silly doctrine mm-hmm. that comes along that makes you stop believing in the power and the spirit of Jesus that is available on the earth today. Okay, and go on.
0: By human cunning by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, Mm. makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. The whole body
1: working together. Mm. All the joints, every part. Every part. So that it comes to that place, so that it builds itself up in love. The whole body is strengthened by what? Built into love. Mm. So there is a part that holds everything together. Yes. It's the love. So why are we here? What is the connection? The first love. So if you're looking at God speaking Mm. about them deserting the first love, and if that first love is a person, and if that person has a body Now, understand that verse in context. Yes. We zoomed in last week. Now we are zooming out this week. That first love is not just about Christ. That first love includes his body, body. the body of Christ. So how does the Lord loves us? How does the Lord love us? The way the Lord loved us is by dying on the cross. Yes. Cross. Yes. The way the God of this universe would choose to die was to hang on a cross. Hmm. Now, please don't give Roman soldiers so much uh, uh, glory because the cross didn't happen in the New Testament. It is a, you would see the shadows of that even in the Old Testament. Okay, where Moses hanged the brass serpent on the wood. Come on. So you're seeing that cross was divinely chosen by God Mm -hmm. before New Testament started, before Roman soldiers existed. God chose cross as a point of uh, representing his love. Wow. So if you see Christ on the cross, you see love hanging there for you and me.
0: Mm, that's so beautiful.
1: So now you need to just zoom in right there to understand how cross works. You see two dimensions of love. Number one, you see the Lord Jesus, his obedience to the Father. Even unto death, His obedience unto death, He said, I will do anything to place my Father to the point of giving up my life. That is the vertical wood. Mm. Now, if you've seen the cross, you know that it is not just the vertical beam that stands. There is a beam that goes horizontally. Yes. Uh, hear me carefully. The second dimension of the cross is the Lord's love for his people. Yes. That Jesus loved humanity, that he was willing to die for their sins, to carry the sins of humans yes. upon the cross. So you see two dimensions. So if you study the cross, you will see Two beams. Mm -hmm. One beam is the beam that is vertically placed. Yes. Okay, it represents the vertical relationship. Wow. Okay, and then there is a horizontal beam that goes across that represents our relationship with people around us. My goodness. Both is what makes love, the symbol of love is the cross. The way the horizontal beam works, the way we love people. Try levitating the horizontal beam. Mm. It doesn't work. The only way the horizontal beam can sustain itself is if it is attached to a vertical beam. Yes. Oh. So the, the first thing that is needed, is not the horizontal beam. The first thing that is needed is a vertical beam.
0: My God, this is amazing. This is amazing.
1: So in order for you to establish a horizontal I love, wish. a horizontal reach, mm. is that you first establish a vertical reach. <laughs> now, the vertical reach, it has to go down to the earth. It has to be rooted well. If it is not rooted well, anything that goes up horizontally is bound to cause your vertical relationship with God to to slide. Mm. So you have to first be rooted in your relationship with the Lord before you try and understand relationships horizontally. Wow. (laughs) Horizontalism somebody next to you, yes. somebody beside you, yes. one on your left, one on your right. Vertical is going upward to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the Lord. In order for you to understand the Lord, it is also required for you to understand yourself. Mm-hmm. That is where you are rooted. And that is where the Lord has been leading me very mm-hmm. detailly to talk to people about identity the last two weeks has helped so many individuals yes. and hearing reports yeah. and we thank God for that grace and, and it's so critical man of God what I'm teaching right now you cannot just just say that you focus so much on the Lord
0: mm-hmm.
1: when the Lord himself desires that you understand yourself people that, that are so focused on on God, yeah. You cannot tell me that you haven't discovered yourself after you focusing so much on God. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. When people can spend a lifetime of being so religious, mm. and yet they have failed themselves, men of God. They have failed themselves. They have not just failed themselves they have failed their spouse. Mm. And they struggle to understand their spouse because they have not understood themselves. Yes. Many times, you are not able to help a marriage because they have been busy trying to fix their spouse, not realizing that when you are drawn to somebody that carries peace, Mm. that peace spreads. To people that surrounds them, so you're so busy working on the other individual, not knowing that there is a lack of peace inside you mm. that has caused chaos in your atmosphere. Mm. So you don't try to understand yourself. Mm. Okay, that 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 that's that's for Wednesday. That's for Wednesday. Let me let me leave that topic there. Let me leave that there. So let's get back to the horizontal beam today the horizontal beam, we need to understand this. We need to get to the bottom of this. Mm. God is saying right now that you have deserted the first love. So so last week, many people felt burdened Mm. that they would follow that scripture and you you took diligence to say, okay, Lord, if there is any part where I have not Loved you the way I used to love you before I repent, I surrender. You can fall into another trap of focusing so much on the Lord, but not remembering that He has a body. Mm -hmm. That first love is not just towards the Lord, but first love includes your love to His body. So you cannot separate both. You cannot separate both. Many times I've heard people say, you know, I I love the Lord. I don't care what people, I don't care about humans. Mm-hmm. I just care about the Lord. The Lord will be looking at you and thinking, this guy, <laughs> he must be a special guy. Because it's both connected. There is a verse that we must definitely consider. 1st John chapter 4 verse 20. Mm. oh God, if you can get that, it is an integral part of our growth in Christ. You want to really grow into the stature of Christ, you cannot ignore this verse. Yes.
0: 1st John chapter 4, starting in verse 20. Mm-hmm. If anyone says, I love God mm. and hates his brother, he is a liar. Oof. For he who does not love his brother, Mm -hmm. whom he has seen, Mm -hmm. cannot love God, (laughs) whom he has not seen.
1: The Lord is saying that in order for us to be able to love the Lord, we have to first love our brother. Now, this is a verse many people don't understand or sometimes misunderstand. Mm. So we have to quickly establish who is a brother. Jesus himself said, who are my brothers and who are my mother? The ones who hear my word. In other words, the brother is someone who hears the word that you are hearing. Mm. Otherwise, you are looking at somebody in your same denomination, but they are not your brother because they are not hearing the words of Jesus. Because there are people that you can give your heart to that will make you go away from the Lord. And all the while you will be thinking, but we go to the same church. Yeah. We go to the same church, Mm. but fellowshipping with him can take you away from the Lord Mm. because he is not grown to that faith in the unity of faith. Yeah. So when people use that word, do not be unequally yoked, they, they, they use it usually to talk about people of other faith. Yeah. yeah. But I'm telling you, you can be in the church and be unequally yoked. Because your spiritual understanding and knowledge and that maturity of manhood, you're all in different zones. Oh. And you can still be unequally yoked. So he's saying that you have to now establish who your brother is. The ones that are hearing the word, the one that is eating that same manna that you are eating, Mm -hmm. there is now a spiritual connection within that that spirit. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that you cannot love God if you're not loving that brother. So you have to then ask yourself, why is he saying that you, you, you have to love? Because sometimes they are not all that lovable. <laughs> oh, yes. They are people that are difficult to love. And God has the way of placing them in your church, in the same pew that you sit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, don't look look around. (laughs) Oh, they are in different positions. Some people you cannot miss. Some people will make sure that they come and make themselves seen. Mm -hmm. That can test your faith. And God is saying, you cannot tell me that you love me and you have not taken time to love your brother. That leads us to the book of Acts. Chapter 2, verse 44. And we touched that so we won't uh, take time there. Um, I think it was last week or the week before we covered it. And I talked about how they shared everything together. Mm -hmm. They had nobody among them that had need. Not want, but need. need. So then, then comes the danger. Because there's always somebody that is trying to take advantage of another person in the name of love. I have heard people throw around, you know, you must love me, you must love me. I've heard people throw that around. I've heard people say, uh, "You, you are a Christian. You're supposed to do that." We had to shut down our 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 uh, the lighthouse property. Mm-hmm. And because of that Corona rules and all that, we, mm-hmm. we were not able to sustain it. Immediately, their question, Abha, you're a church. They were staff and volunteers. They were worried about their life, and it didn't matter to those unbelievers. They mm-hmm. say, ah, it doesn't matter. If you're a church, you're supposed to be distributing free food for everyone. So that has now become like a culture, uh, uh, a culture within the culture. They say, if you're going to be church, you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. charity. And they don't even try to figure out how, what, where, why, uh, the perspective, the heart. uh, There are details that people ignore. And God is a God of detail. So you're looking at, they had none among them that had need. So there is an importance of looking at somebody that is washed by the blood of Jesus. And he's saying now this is your responsibility. But eradicating poverty around the world is not your responsibility. No. No. That is why Jesus did not say I came to help the poor. He said I have come to preach the gospel to the poor. Meaning the way God wants to help the poor is not by giving them free coupons. No. No. The way God wants to help them is bringing information into their spirit that will break them out of the spirit of poverty. This is incredible. Yet, people, the way they would like to do is give us free stuff, free stuff. I'm telling you, no country that gets free stuff ever becomes a developed country. Every country that has looked for communism and Marxism and free food and, Mm -hmm. you know, they are all countries that have gone broke. You're looking at that spirit that divides Mm -hmm not multiplies. Another perspective that I want you to notice is that there is none among them that had a need. Mm-hmm. So at what point do we decide this is a need versus this is a want?
0: Oh, man of oh God, this is an excellent question. <laughs> this is an excellent question.
1: <laughs> because you you suddenly start seeing church is no more that 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 integral group of people. You have so many people that come in. You have all kinds of people coming Mm -hmm. and you don't really get to know people today the way they used to get to know people before. True. true. Because it was a more uh, the, the community was a little more Close, yeah, you knew where they were, you knew who their father was, you knew uh, where the native place was, which part of uh, the country they were born in, you knew everything about mm-hmm. them. But today, you are in a place where there's a lot of migration, yeah, so you don't know where these people are from, you don't know the route, you don't, so all kinds of people enter. Mm-hmm. So, just because you find somebody in the church don't naturally assume that they are a brother. Yeah. Don't naturally assume that they are a sister. And don't then come running back to the pastor and say, but I thought they were in the church and that's why I lend them money. You know, if if, if you're not ready to lose money, don't go into the business of lending. Yeah. It's, uh, it's humans that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember this, 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 guy would come ask everybody for money and finally he was not able to get that amount of money so we found out that he wanted to buy a car so he thought the church is the best place to you know come and raise money for that and finally I I didn't mind people giving but I felt like this was manipulation Mm -hmm. and I remember telling him you have seen people coming to this house and God elevating them. Over time, months and years of their dedication, God has changed, elevated their, their financial standards. Yeah. I said, why don't you trust the Lord to open doors for you? Oh, he was so offended. He was so offended that he would not get that money he felt like I was the one stopping that money from coming to him. (laughs) Then he went on a rampage of telling people of how terrible I was and how I was a false prophet and how... Ah, my goodness, my goodness, I've never seen somebody so upset. So upset. And then I started thinking, my goodness. For six months, he was with us Mm. and did a very good job of being this, you know, I am being touched by the Lord. I love Jesus you are the best preacher on this planet. I have never seen somebody like you. Blah, 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 blah. And here were good, sincere believers that I saw. They were just giving him money, buying him shoes, doing that. And I was looking at all the love that believers had poured to him. Mm-hmm. And just like that, he turned to be the wolf that he was always. Wow. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. Because you see, People show you the true color when you don't give them what they want. Mm. Mm. If you withhold what they want, yeah. some people want access. Withhold access, you will see who they are. Hey, mm-hmm. you, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. People that say, I want to serve, I, this is the best church on this planet. You don't give them a position. Yeah. You will see what will happen. We have had those cases that we mm-hmm. have to deal with. What happens? When the brother you think is not a brother, mm. what happens when you see a sister? That is why I want to encourage you, you want to help people, help them, because you expect nothing in return. Yeah. Mm. And if you have that expectation of something in return, get ready to be disappointed a thousand percent. Because when these guys help them, they gave without expecting. Yeah they gave. You can only be abused when you're ignorant. Uh. But when you know what is happening and you're still willing to give. Yeah. Now you're a POW. Anybody that wants to take advantage. Yeah. Be wise. I've heard stories of men of God is traumatizing. There was this this story I was hearing about a woman that called this lady and another uh, sister in the church, and she started telling her, I, "I am, I am the prophet. You have to now take care of me. Hmm. I am your assignment. Oh wow! You have to now feed me. Wow! You won't believe. This poor girl spent over thirteen thousand dollars. My goodness! Over this this lady who said, "I am, I am the prophet. You have to now take care of." me and then when she saw that was happening she started saying you you have a curse on you you are going to have terrible thing something terrible is going to happen so in order for that terrible thing not to happen you have to give me one hundred thousand dollars this woman used the name of the lord to abuse a sister in the Lord both going to the same church and long story short mm-hmm. she kept manipulating her manipulating her manipulating her because she had a way of getting to her feelings mm-hmm. and she had a way of showing love and she kept pulling her and showing her love oh look i'm the only one who loves you look i'm the only one who who understands you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she kept telling don't tell the pastor anything don't yeah. tell don't tell the pastor anytime you see somebody that is coming to you and, and they have that, don't tell the pastor, you know you have met a wolf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many people that left yeah. the church, you you see one of the f- things that they will hear the most, you say, oh, but don't tell anybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Yeah. Because it's a wolf. They have a secret meeting that goes on. Yeah. You will see that that is the trap of the enemy. And yet we are called to love. And yet I want you to be wise. I don't want you to just Hurt yourself. I don't want you to be ignorant. There are people that are among you that genuinely has a need. Take care of them. Yeah. And take care of them without expecting. So then, so then, then the question is, how do we know if this is a brother that you 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 need to have? Is this a need that they have or is it a want that mm. they have? Yeah. How do you differentiate? So this is what the detail you need to remember when you help somebody. Greater love has no one than this, than somebody who lays his life down. In other words, you can't put a gun and make him lay his life down. Yeah. That's that's not that's not sacrifice, that is murder. <laughs> You can't manipulate somebody to help you. Yeah. You need to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help. Mm. And the way you know that is genuine is that uh, that request comes with humility. You're not embarrassed to say, I'm in need, I need help. If you can, if the Lord puts it in your heart. And you're not offended if somebody doesn't help. But if you are offended when somebody doesn't help you in the church, I expected the church people to do a lot more than this. And you have that expectation Mm -hmm. that they are supposed to lay their life down. Then there's no more sacrifice. In order for it to be a sacrifice, it has to be their heart. And if they don't have a heart for that, you have to remember The heart of a king is in the hands of the Lord. He is the one who decides how it goes, where Mm -hmm. it goes. So if somebody is helping you, it is not because they have a good heart. It is because the Lord has caused them to help you. Mm -hmm. So if somebody doesn't help you in the church, remember not to take it personally. It is the Lord who gives favor. That means God is saying, you don't need them to help me, it is me that is going to help Mm -hmm. you. These are things that if I don't teach, people will be hurt over and over again. And you will leave the church because you expected love, you expected somebody to take care of you and they did not. And you will go to the next church and you will be hurt there again. Mm-hmm. And then you are now finding yourself in a cycle of jumping churches, hoping that somewhere somebody will finally help you. Yeah. And you find yourself being disappointed yeah. over and over again. At some point, they stop They stop going to church altogether. And they are the ones who keep swearing and saying that the church people are no good. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they had an expectation, an expectation that was in a man and not in the Lord. How does God respond? You're looking at God looking at Peter and he's saying, Peter, if you love me, then feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, that if, you, if you love Jesus, what you're going to do is you're going to take care of the Lord's sheep. The sheep, the church, is the heartbeat of Jesus. You cannot say that you love the Lord and not love his sheep. Yes. So when you say take care of the sheep then you have to ask is does that, is that mean that you have to physically take care of the sheep? Do you feed the sheep? Mm. What does the Lord mean by take care of my sheep? In order for us to understand that you have to see though Peter's response because it is to Peter the Lord said if you love me take care of the sheep right now. Yes. There was a f- uh, uh, after the ministry after the Pentecost there was a complaint that rose among the widows. Yes. They said you guys are not taking care of us. Mm-hmm. How did Peter respond to that? Did <laughs> Peter go into the guilt trip and say oh my God Jesus told me to feed the sheep and look, now the widows are not being fed. He knew what Jesus was talking. He knew Jesus was not talking about the physical feeding of the widows. Mm -hmm. And yet there is a blessing in feeding the widows. But Peter knew the difference. Not confusing both. He said, we have to take time to set ourselves apart for the word and prayer, the ministry of the Word. Yes. So you're looking at Peter, who the Lord said, feed the sheep, and yet he knows how to feed the sheep. It was by feeding the Spirit. Yes. I want to encourage you, when you come to the church, you are going to find all kinds of people that will disappoint you. But if you are going to be fed in your spirit, fed in your spirit, you will find that the spirit now causes everything in the physical to be transformed. That is how the Lord wants the bride to be taken care of. That is how the Lord, this is perspective. Because there are people that that would say, no, it has to be physical Mm -hmm. passing of the bread. And they will stand and do that. We should do that too. It's a good thing. If you have enough, if you have plenty, go down to the corner of the road, give, which is a blessing. But let us not forget what the scriptures are talking about. feeding the people among yourself. So the perspective that we need to carry today is the way God wants us to love our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Is that we would voluntarily lay a life down to love them in unity in the things of God. Please, when I tell you to love your brothers and sisters, I want you to keep in mind don't allow people to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. So you need to use wisdom. It's one thing to take care of the needs and it is completely a different thing to do a business with a brother and sister. And yeah. these I have to be taught. What I'm doing right now is teaching so that you, it might, you might avoid pain. If I don't teach you, who's going to teach you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The moment you want to do a business with a brother and sister, remember you're getting into a partnership. Yeah. Now the partnership is only partnership if there is a covenant. And a covenant is today's term is agreements. Agreements. If you don't have written agreements, don't assume that your brother is going to give you 70%. Mm -hmm. But it was my idea, Pastor. Well, it was an idea in your head. This guy, he couldn't read your mind. Mm -hmm. We can avoid a lot of division and a lack of unity Mm -hmm. in the body of Christ by using a little wisdom. Write it down. Both of you come. It's good to have a Christian as your partner, but you have to be even more careful of having your expectations clearly written and signed by both parties. Mm -hmm. How much personage, what it is, so that both of you are not entering into more disappointments and thus spoiling the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Remember, the Lord said, How will they know that these guys are Christians? By their love. There is a verse that we must look into our spirits. John chapter 13, verse 35. Please.
0: John chapter 13, verse 35. Mm. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another.
1: If. You have love for one another. My Lord. So that means that now the opposite is true. That when we don't love the people of God, then we don't really love the Lord. Oh. And I believe very sincerely that we cannot love the Lord if we don't love His body. So it is my prayer that in this journey that the Lord is leading us, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that we will not forget to love the body of Christ. We can be so religious, loving the Lord, doing everything right. And then we don't care about the unity in the church. We don't care about our brothers and sisters. We don't care about fellowshipping with them. Imagine if my little son Moses he comes and he says he's 5 years old and his yeah. sister is 8 imagine him saying i want to leave the house now because my sister has been very mean to me mm-hmm. so i I have to go to him and say, wait a minute, did I hear you right? That because your has been mean, you are leaving being under my roof, under that protection, under that blessing, that mm-hmm. you are willing to leave because you are offended with your sister. Yeah. That is what division in the church does. So more and more, the enemy can make you disappointed with your brother, with your sister. He can take you away from the mana. He can take you away from that roof, from that covering. From that blessing. Yeah. And the enemy has succeeded in causing many people to do that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yes. Causing the needs of each other to bring division among each other mm. because the enemies are big deceiver. Yeah. So I am praying that today you will look into your heart and you will make up your mind. I will never leave the house of God because of a brother or a sister that has hurt me. Amen. I am deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I am more matured than that. Yes. I am rooted vertically. Therefore, I cannot fail horizontally. I am the fullness yeah. of the expression of the love of the Lord. Amen. So I am praying. Then we understand this verse and the fullness of it. And God is saying, I have this somewhat against you that you have deserted your first love. Your first love. The real love. The body of Christ. Our Savior Jesus. You know, the Lord will be very proud of you when you look at your brothers and sisters through the eyes of Christ. When you don't isolate yourself. When you are the joy of the house. Yes. Yes, some of you have that grace. You can come to the room and you can make people laugh. You can bring fun, you can bring joy. May you be the joy. Yes, somebody sitting at next to you at the church must be so glad that they are part of that church. Mm may you bring joy. I pray that you will notice that that person that is isolating. I pray that you will notice that person that is shy. I pray that you will notice that person that is embarrassed. I pray you will notice that someone that needs a new shoe. I pray that you will sponsor somebody's lunch today. I pray that we will be an expression of God's heart that as you take care of somebody may the Lord take care of you as you care for the body of Christ may the Lord care for your body as you show mercy and grace to the family of God may God show mercy to your family this word is coming in a very critical hour because it is part of saving your soul. Because we so much focus on the things of God. We are so religious about the things of God. And yet we are missing out on something. Let me conclude with this, man mm-hmm. of God. Be careful not to expect love. But be willing to lay your life down. Yes. Don't expect anything instead. That's real love. Don't say, oh yes, I believe we all have to love. Give me love, give me love. You have to love me. You have to do this yeah. No, 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 You all can be me. Oh, me. Me, I love you. You oh. can hurt me, but me, I'll be the shining light. Mm-hmm. You all can withdraw from me. You don't need to invite me for your party. But me, yes. I am an expression of God's grace, mercy, and love. Yes. That brings joy to the heart of the Lord. That His children. Yes. That verse one more time. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, I pray all people will know that you are different. I pray that this word will become a, a, a strengthening factor that will root you deep mm. so that your vertical is strong and your horizontal gets stronger. I thank God for the grace that is coming to you. Grace that will bring the favor of the Father. I want to take a time to pray with you. Yes. That there will be hearts that will be healed from every disappointment you've had with the body of Christ. Every disappointment you've had with the pastor, every disappointment you may have had with an evangelist or a prophet or an apostle or whatever office. I pray that you will forgive them, that you will see them through the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord who sees you showing grace, mercy, and favor will release that same grace, mercy, and favor over your life. I believe that I have shared something that was very important to the heart of God. And I also know that many of you will not be as excited as my teaching last week because I was teaching about the Lord. And this week is about your brother and your sister. But... This is a reminder that God is looking into your heart to see that you care for a sheep. Find somebody that you haven't seen for a long time. Give them a call. Let them know that they are in your thoughts, that they are loved. Welcome them back to church. Tell them, I look forward to seeing you next week. Let them know that there is a child of God that loved them through the eyes of God and at the same time remember to protect yourself because it is in the same Bible that talks about love it says be innocent like the dove and the Bible says shrewd like the serpent that's a very strong word to digest man of God very. because if you're just being wise just being wise I have to be careful I have to be careful I have to be careful and yet you don't have the innocence of the dove then you become the serpent itself. Ooh. The way you can be sharp, discerning, intelligent, yeah. wise, and at the same time, you maintain care, grace, mercy, yeah. and love. That's what makes you the lamb of God. Because you have both the ba- both the balance. Otherwise, you will be the lamp and become the lamp curry. <laughs> we don't want that we want to be wise sharp at the same time we are intentional that we are building the kingdom and not being taken advantage of yes. until you allow them to let them have you as an advantage I would love to I know I may have stirred some things and new questions have popped up and new scenarios but this this guy did this to me and this woman did this to me. How do I make peace? I would love to help you. Write to us and messages, and we'll see what we can do best. And uh, again, don't expect lest you be even disappointed with us. There's only one person who will not disappoint you. It is your Lord. He is faithful. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you that you gave me grace to teach your children this topic. That we may not lose our first love to the church. The way we loved each other when we came to the church the first time. The way we desired to fellowship when we came to the church the first time. The way we celebrated everyone and accepted. I pray that our love for each other will not grow cold. We need each other, Lord. And yet the enemy has a way of dividing us and dividing us and dividing us so that he can scatter us. But this word has come in the perfect time. And Lord, let this word keep your people. Let this word sustain them. And by the grace and mercy and favor they show to their brothers and sisters in the Lord. I pray that it will cause them to reap that in this season. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and the church shout aloud, Amen. I want you to know this, that such a teaching is coming to you so that when you apply this word in your life, you begin to reap certain favors that until that point you were not able to tap into. So the Lord is giving you that grace. Receive that new favor. Now I'm prophesying to somebody as the Lord leads me. That because you submit to this word, you and your house, I am right as I was talking, I just saw somebody getting a house. You and your family, you will enter into new season of harvest, says the Lord. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Father, go with them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.